welcome to the Balanced CEO Podcast, where we have authentic conversations celebrating the successes of being an entrepreneur while acknowledging the challenges along the way. Join us every other Wednesday as we talk about all things business and life. Nothing is off limits. Here's your host. Like a never ending cycle. There are ways we can help manage our lives better and prevent further burnouts from happening. So what is burnout? Burnout is described as a state of emotional, physical, or mental exhaustion that's caused by excessive, prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, are emotionally drained, and are unable to meet the constant demands of your life. As the stress continues, you begin to lose interest and motivation in the things that led you to take on certain roles in the first place. Whenever you have burnout, there's always signs. There are usually physical signs, emotional, and even behavioral signs that you need to look out for. So let's start off with physical signs. We all know what type of physical signs of burnout we experience. We feel drained, we feel tired. We might even have a lesser immune system, which causes us to get colds, the flu. You know, you might even get frequent headaches, muscle pain, and have a change in your appetite. So you might eat more or you might just not feel like eating at all. It also affects your sleeping habits. Like me, I just might not sleep at all. So these are just different physical signs. Emotional signs can be also just a sense of failure, self-doubt. You feel trapped. You might go through imposter syndrome. You feel detached and alone in the world. You might even feel a loss of motivation. You just feel as if there's no point to anything. And you start having a negative outlook on life, on your accomplishments, on your goals. And you're just not satisfied with anything that you may have put your mind to. Behavioral signs can also be withdrawing from responsibilities. After everything that you're going through with your life, you might be dealing with the kids during COVID while, you know, they might do remote learning. Um, You might have started your own business and you're doing it alone. And, you know, you're also still with your full-time job. So a lot of that, and then you're just like, oh, I'm just so done. I'm just going to quit this organization. I don't feel like doing that anymore. There's just so much going on. That's just one example. You can even isolate yourself where you just don't want to talk to anyone. Procrastinating on activities or tasks you might do, taking longer to get those things done. That's also signs of burnout. You're just like, I'm done. I don't want to do anything or I'll just push it back. I'll do that later. I don't feel like doing it today. Or you might take out your frustrations on others. I can do that as well. Taylor could probably attest to that as well. So you just have to remember um, these signs and also skipping work or coming late or even leaving work early can be signs of burnout. You just might not want to, you know, start your day at nine. You're like, I started at 11. Those are behavioral signs of burnout. You have to put this into consideration whenever you're doing things, because if you don't notice these signs right away, you will be already burnt out and your life might not be where you want it to be because, you know, you kind of let burnout continue. And that's so true, especially now. I know you mentioned COVID a couple of times, but it is true. In the midst of COVID, I know that a lot of women, especially if they're mothers and they're full-time workers, or even if you're just a person who's normally very outgoing and then all of a sudden you're stuck inside, a lot of people have been feeling some form of burnout. Because you really have no place to go to relax because home used to be our sanctuary. Now home is our workplace, our school, and it's also supposed to be where we rest our head. But because we do 
everything there now due to COVID, burnout is a little more real. And I think for women, especially, it's definitely there for us more than maybe men. Like I said, I know for me as a mom, motherhood is a 24-7 job. Um, I love it. I enjoy my kids dearly. However, with COVID, it has definitely been challenging because I'm home with, well, I was at home with my kids back when COVID first started all day, every day, as well as my husband. And yeah, we work great as a team and stuff, but we were not used to all having to function and do our jobs at home while also trying to make sure our kids are on remote learning, make sure they're doing their work on a daily basis and like paying attention to the teacher and stuff like that. Like that wasn't the norm. The norm was I dropped into school. (laughs) I go to my job. He goes to his job. And then we all come back home and we talk about our days. And then we help with the homework then. And we talk about work and maybe work on some other projects that were important to us after we were able to kind of come home and relax. Now we've had to maneuver and figure out how to make home still a sanctuary when it's also all these other things. When it comes to women, though, yeah, I think burnout is definitely affecting us more. Yeah, no, I totally agree, because for me, I started my entrepreneur journey by starting my freelance business as a virtual assistant. I also just moved recently during COVID, and I experienced such a long term burnout from August into basically the new year because I was searching every day for a new apartment. I was out there hunting. I was also trying to, you know, scale up my business and finding clients at the same time while also, you know, talking to friends and vendors and stuff like that for personal things. And it just became so much. By the time I moved in, I was just like, I'm done. I don't want to do anything. But I couldn't because I was just like, no, I still need to make income and stuff like that. So I chugged it out. Like by the time it was my birthday in November, I was not happy. I wasn't even excited. I got my hair done and I still wasn't excited. Like it it was the color I wanted and I felt amazing still. But then within hours, I was just like, "Eh, it's just another thing. So those are just different signs. Even though I noticed those signs, I still kept pushing forward. One thing we have to remember is that we have to take time for ourselves and take a step back and be like, hey, how are you feeling? I know everything is a lot right now. That also brings it into how sensitive we are. Definitely. In my opinion, women are more in tune with our emotions than men. And I know um, for women, they say that because of that, we're more likely to dwell on our challenges or problems more so than men because they're like, oh, well, let's solve it quickly and they want to get it done with or they'll avoid it altogether. <laughs> That's a different topic. However, we as women, we like to dwell on it because we're always like, well, we could have did it better or what could we have done to make it different, to make it easier, even though what we did might have been the best way in that point in time with all the information that we had or all the resources that we had. However, when we're in that state of burnout, we're just like, like we said, you feel that sense of self-doubt. You start questioning your abilities and you kind of go through imposter syndrome and even if you were once this confident person and you know what you're doing and you've mm-hmm. never had that before, but because you've been pushing so much and you've been doing all these things, you start dwelling on those issues that you feel are issues when in reality, they're probably not. You're just making it up because 
you are so burnt out and you that's one of the ways that is manifesting itself is that you find a reason to dwell on the issues that came up with the project or you find a way to try to make it seem like what you did wasn't the best when in fact it was. I think also too, we as women, we like to look at things from every perspective and try to please every perspective that comes up. And I think we have to understand. I know we all know that saying where you can't please everyone. However, we as women, we have a tendency to do that. And it's very difficult to not want to do that and to be okay with that. At some point, someone's going to still have an issue with whatever you do. There's nothing you can do to change that person's opinion. And for whatever reason, they find an issue or they have an issue with how something was done. And we're just going to have to learn how to live with that. Yes, it's easier said than done. However, I think that with continued practice and just understanding and talking to other people about it. Mm -hmm. And if they reassure you that girl, you did it fine. You did what you were supposed to do. What you did, it rocked. It went out well. Yes. Okay. Maybe it wasn't the greatest or maybe this person's suggestion couldn't get done this time. Maybe you could try it for next time. However, if they're not happy with it, that's their opinion there and their right to have that opinion. However, if you're happy with it and if a good majority of the people around it are happy with it, then you're fine. Exactly. <laughs> you are fine. And I think that's what we really have to do because honestly, if we continue to internalize those doubts and other perspectives that people have and other people's feelings that are negative, it can lead to stress. Then like we said, burnout is a form of prolonged stress. And if you keep piling that on, on top of your work demand, your personal life's demands and all those things, it's going to manifest in the burnout. And then when you realize you're in burnout, it may be too late, depending on what you were doing to cope. It could turn into something completely different. We, we all have personal experiences and we're just going to share a couple of our personal experiences with you guys. And when we experienced burnout, how did we realize it? And when did we realize it? Did we realize it while it was happening? Did we realize it before? Or did we realize it a little bit too late? <laughs> and how did it affect us physically, emotionally? And were there behavioral changes? So one example of a burnout for me is when I was a general manager of a restaurant. Around that time, my job just got the promotion. And around that time, my the GM left. She left me right before my transition into the job. So I literally had to just pick up everything and go. And there was not a moment to breathe. Then around the same time, my mother recently was diagnosed with diabetes and she was having a hard time, you know, managing everything. She had to go to doctor's appointment. I had to make sure she was okay. And then around that time, I started getting sick. And by the time I realized I was burnt out from giving myself to everyone I was giving myself to my job. I was giving myself to my boss. Like, even though I said my job, like that was my employees. That's just one mindset. And then I had to give myself to my boss, who was not the best boss at the time. And I had to give myself to my mother. I had no time for myself. 
all the issues that was happening, I was compiling and internalizing. I was like, oh, I'll handle this later. I'll handle this later. Like every time I was dealing with emotion or trying to cry, like I'm telling you ladies, one thing y'all need to do, if there's a cry coming on, do it. Don't wait. Don't hold it. Just let it out. Now, I just kept holding on to these emotions. I started getting sick. Mind you, I worked at a restaurant, so I had to get there early. I would try to get there at like four o'clock in the morning. Struggle for an hour to even stay awake while opening my own restaurant. I'm sitting there doing, you know, paperwork, you know, going through the numbers, falling asleep on myself. After a while, just picking up boxes, my back started hurting. I started having digestive issues where... By the time my employees started coming in around seven, eight o'clock, I was in the bathroom like every 30 minutes. I'm going to be honest with you, ladies. This is these are real issues that you will experience. And I'm telling you, you don't want it to get to that point, especially when it becomes a health issue. Right. And I think we really don't understand how much stress can play on your health. It's said all the time that stress is a killer. It most definitely is, because if you continue to just keep that stress piling on and continue to allow it to manifest into different things, like you said, you started having digestive issues. I know with me, I started getting headaches, like super crazy headaches that on the verge of migraines. I have never had migraines. However, I know for me, when I had my burnout episode, I was always having migraines. I didn't want to be around anybody. I was literally snapping at my then boyfriend, which is now my husband. And he was just like, yo, you need to go sit in a corner somewhere. And I like I and like, but it, the sad part was in my mind, I knew what I was doing was wrong. And I knew I had that mental voice telling me, Taylor, you need to slow down. You're doing too much. You need to learn how to say no, because that's my issue. I don't say no. I have always been taught that if you're able to help somebody and you know how to do it and you have the ability to, you should. However, I was doing that at that point in time in my life to the point where I was, like you said, giving yourself to everybody and I wasn't leaving any time for myself. I had no break, couldn't do like I had appointments overlapping on each other, had deadlines overlapping. And I'm figuring out how to do everything. I'm still submitting stuff and it's it's good work, but it's not my best work because I'm sitting here trying to make sure I got this done, this done, that done, that done. Mind you, I, at that point, my kids were a little younger and there was only two of them. Now I got three. <laughs> but And so they also had a little bit more demands because they needed some more attention than they do now because they're older and a little bit more independent. Mm-hmm. However, it was just so much on me. Didn't want to be around anybody, but then I would get upset because I'm like, nobody wants to be near me. Nobody likes me. You start having all these feelings of like a lack of worth, if that makes sense. No, I I totally (laughs) agree because during that time as well, I started becoming, I was a bitch. (laughs) I was a total. I would say, yeah, I want, I was right on target with you. I think if, if my husband dared say it to my face, I'm pretty sure he said it behind my back, but definitely there. (laughs) It's funny because like a lot of my employees began to see a change in my behaviors Mm-hmm. And they started seeing a mean Chelsea. Mean Chelsea is what I call Chucky because I can get really, really mean. I can get really, really testy. So they started seeing those changes and it started affecting my relationship with some of my um, employees. And 
I might have one good day. All right. <laughs> I would have might have one good day. And then all of a sudden within 24 hours or something might have happened within hours. And then all of a sudden, like I was switched into this different person and they're just like shocked and like all baffled. And I'm like, no, no. And I had to learn I had to start reeling it in a little bit, like you said, and checking myself because I knew like it was just the littlest thing would set me off. See, so now let's talk about prevention, because, you know, you just said you started having to check yourself and you started realizing that little things used to get you upset. Those are the three R's. So recognizing is you watching out for the warning signs of burnout. And like I said, I know mine. I get upset at very small things <laughs> very quickly. And then so you recognize you look out for those signs and you once you recognize that you are starting to experience those signs or see them, or even somebody might point it out to you, then the next thing is to reverse them, to see if you can undo the damage that you've already done to yourself or to others, maybe. Because like you said, depending on how you manifest burnout, you might be a bitch to somebody. You might cause harm because you didn't do a project right. You didn't do something in your personal life to the best of your ability. And now it's left you or somebody else that was counting on you in an uncomfortable position. So the best way to reverse it is to seek help. Talk to family and friends. If you feel like you can't talk to them or they won't fully understand, find a therapist. When I say that therapy is something that we need to talk about and definitely do more as women, especially women of color, I'm going to speak on that because it's such a stigma in our community. And I I don't know why, but when I tell you therapy has become the best thing in my life, <laughs> I am not lying. Like therapy will help you through. Therapy is a great way to also manage stress. There are also other ways of managing stress. You can do some yoga. For me, I do yoga. I do some meditations. I do my mantras in the morning just to get me right, to get my mentality right, to get my energy high. You know, it it erases everything from the past day. You know, you may have had a bad day yesterday and you're going to wake up today. My mantra is going to be, I am going to create a positive day. I am going to create a positive day. I am going to create a positive day. Just saying those three times can change your energy so quickly. Netflix and chill. Yes. Netflix and chill by yourself. Mm -hmm. is an amazing thing. However, don't make it turn into like a oh yeah, because then that just defeats the purpose. But an occasional Netflix and chill, yeah, that's like by yourself mm -hmm. is awesome. Even if um you have a significant other, it's yeah, it's nice to do that every once in a while. But just having a a moment to yourself, whether it be Netflix and chill, whether it be literally going in your car and having a jam session by yourself. I know I've done that a few times, especially on my way home from work. If I've had a bad day, I just put on my playlist and I'm like, I just start jamming on my way home. By the time I get home, whatever happened at work that made me feel so bad, I'm over it. First of all, I actually have playlists for moods. So if I'm feeling really angry, I might bring out my old emo music from like, you know, My Chemical Romance. Even yeah. some Megan sometimes, just to even to boost my spirits, you know? Someone understands, someone understands what I'm going through right now. Even doing those things, you can reverse the burnout. Before right. it even happens or even while it's happening, you can still do the work to reverse it. 
So, and then that brings us to resilience. Doing those things can help build your resilience when it comes to stress. By acknowledging that you are having issues by seeking help, by doing things to help alleviate your stress, you start building a resistance to your stress, to the things that cause you stress. And and then you also build up a resilience. So you bounce back quicker. If you start actually acknowledging your stressors and the amount of stress you have, once you recognize it, instead of just trying to push it down and push past it, the more you do that, the quicker you'll be able to alleviate your stress in the future. And it'll help you take better care of yourself, not only physically, but emotionally and mentally. Mental health is a big, big factor. And I know it's something that we're definitely going to be talking way more about in the future as we get out of COVID, because it's something that people have been struggling with. Because like we said, it wasn't normal for us to just be in our house all the time. And even though things are starting to open back up, we still have to take precautions. And a lot of people are still very leery of going outside. So they're still in the house because they may not feel comfortable enough yet. And that has been in the house so much and also being afraid of going outside are bringing up different mental health issues for people. Like a lot of people are having way more anxiety. A lot of people are having a depressing thought. And so making sure that you have those support systems or even those little tasks or things you can do to help alleviate stressors that you can recognize in yourself are super, super important. And I think the final thing that can help prevent burnout is learning how to say no. I know we've heard of the the yes day or the year of yes. Those are all amazing things. However, there are going to be times when you need to say no. You need to learn how to say no without explaining yourself. Because I think that's hard for people too, because people feel like they have to always explain. And then sometimes people are like, well, that doesn't seem like a valid reason for you to say no. And then people also need to learn how to just accept the word no as a full answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's something that also needs to happen. A lot of us need to learn how to say no without explaining. And people need to learn how to accept no as an actual answer with no explanation being given or needed. Or even having personal feelings towards it, because that's another thing. Even though people might accept your no, there Mm -hmm. are people who will still feel as if they are being personally attacked. Mm -hmm. And like, it is nothing of the sort. It is just that this person is telling you what they are capable of doing. That's another thing I have to also point out. There are always solutions. And when it comes to burnout, some people feel as if they're lost and there's no other answer. There's always a solution to something. Even if you may not like it, and it might not be what you had imagined, but don't worry, take the no and keep it going. Right. So I think the three R's uh, recognize, reverse and resilience and being able to say no are the four key things that people should remember when they are feeling stressed. You are your best advocate. Only you can explain to people what's going on with you. Only you can help yourself when it comes to making sure that you don't have too much on your plate. So making sure that you are able to recognize the signs and use the tools that you have to de-stress yourself and say no to things when it becomes too much are super, super important. Exactly, because you are the first person to know everything in your life. 
no one else knows. So it's up to us to take the steps to recognize what we're capable of doing and saying no. That's that's so true, Chelsea. So today's episode is actually our final episode for season one. And we can't believe how fast the season went. We want to thank you guys so much for joining us and our guests every other Wednesday to discuss topics that are relevant to you guys as CEOs as you navigate entrepreneurship. We want to make sure that you guys continue to follow us on social media to keep up with us and tell us what you'd like for us to discuss in season two of the Balanced CEO podcast. But in the meantime, revisit your favorite episode of season one and leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening on so we can continue to bring you fresh new content. So until next time. for joining us this week on the Balance CEO podcast. Check us out on our website at anchors.com. That is anchors, A-N-K-O-R-Z.com. Or look us up on social media at Anchors LLC for more information about us and today's podcast. As always, subscribe to Spotify and iTunes to catch each episode. And leave us a review wherever you're listening from so we can continue to give you new, fresh content. See you next time.